Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. I'm Ben with Brittany, and we have football to talk about. We do, but first I'm going to take this glass of ice from Ben that he has picked up listen, every single time we've tried to do this. Listen, my throat is parched. Okay. And well, I need some help. But why'd my, you put, my why'd jiggly, you put ice? My jiggly ice really helps me. I don't me like the of, word jiggly. Um, why, unless you're talking about jello, I guess. But why did you put so? Why'd you put ice? I just don't do ice. You know that about me, and right? And I used I don't... not to, and I've become an ice person really? for some reason the last like six months. Oh, just in the last six months? Yeah, I I used to hate ice. What is that about? I don't know. I'm changing. Do you like you don't chew the ice? Though, do oh, absolutely you? I not. I feel like I would notice if you did that. No, I grew up in a household where certain members of my family did that, and. It was tough at times. <laughs> I couldn't. It's not, I it's not scarring it. or anything. It's I can't just, handle uh, chewing of ice. It just sends a chill down my spine even thinking about it. Yes, but, but. we have football. Oh, yeah, that football, well, football. That's why we're here. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking back to our first ever episode, and I was like, don't come here if you want all the recaps of the games and, like, just the football stuff. We're going to do more than that. Well, we're 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 gonna do some football, <laughs> at least for this one, because we have games to talk about. And then as we go forward in the season, maybe we can talk about some of the ridiculousness uh, that happens, like Coach Orgeron's Coach O's comment to the UCLA fan as he was coming into the game. Oh, I didn't hear this. Oh, you didn't hear? No. He was walking in, and it, yeah, of course UCLA, you know their colors, right? They're light blue and like yellow gold, right? Yes, so it's like gold yellow, and then it's the light powder blue. Yeah. It's not quite North Carolina, but it's kind of in the same right. neighborhood. Right, it's very pretty. It, it's what Ole Miss wears sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. You yeah. know, which is a little irony to the situation. But anyway, Coach O is walking in. Okay, and there's this UCLA fan probably talking trash to him, mm-hmm. and Coach O looks uh looks up to him, and I I need to get the quote right. I, I have to do this correctly. Okay. okay. So uh, on it, let me say this. Okay. I it would take me like a lot of alcoholic beverages to be able to approach Coach O probably with like a nice statement, much less like be hounding him. Like I just I don't know. That's just not my personality to do that so when people do that it like at the beginning of a game i don't know it's just the boldness i know and it's kind of like you know drunkenness it's kind of the way i approach celeb i approach celebrities is when i see a celebrity which is not often i was about to say i mean i see them every day not (laughs) often do i see celebrities but when i do it takes me a good like 20 seconds even to register in my brain what's happening Mm -hmm. and by that time like the window of opportunity has passed tell me who you would consider a celebrity that you have come across in your daily life because i think this could be interesting of who you would consider a celebrity well, I don't know. What are you, what are you, like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I think that, like, I'm thinking when you say celebrity, like, you're going to see, like, Samuel L. Jackson or, like, um, Carrie Underwood. And I'm wondering if you're like, no, I... I'll give you, I'll give you an example. <laughs> the, and this is for our Lexington friends. They, you'll appreciate this. Uh, it was the time in Richmond where I saw <laughs> WKYT news anchor extraordinaire Bill Bryant in Kroger. No, Meyer. Right, in Meyer, that's correct. In Meyer. And in I Richmond. texted you. I texted you. I was like, Bill Bryan is here at Meyer, and I don't know what to do. 
And uh, it took me a good like 10 minutes to decide what to do. And that ended up being nothing. But I like watched them from afar. Yeah. And I just get when I'm around celebrities, it's kind of the same with like giant mascots. Yeah. You know, you want to show that casual indifference. You talk about that mm. a, a lot with cats. I do. You don't want to get so close to them that like it shows how you're like internally freaking out, but you want right. to play it cool. Right. Okay. So right. like that's what I did with Bill Bryant nice. that day. Nice. Um. So anyway, here's here's the quote. He's like the the UCLA fan is talking, and uh, Orgeron, should I do this in Coach O voice? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think we can understand you. I don't know what that means because I've never used my Coach O voice on this podcast. Clearly, you mm. missed when he stopped by last time. But anyway, he said, uh, "Hey, bring your ass on in your little sissy blue shirt." <laughs> and it was just a glorious moment. Sorry, as you were saying that, I was imagining it in Coach O's voice. It actually was better. So you want to give it a try, Coach O? Okay. So, hey, bring your ass on in your little sissy blue shirt. <laughs> there you go. That was pretty good, was right? Pretty good. It was pretty yeah, good. That was better. Uh, if we can do at least one Coach O impression every uh, every podcast, that would be Except great. for that's probably why you started using ice. You have to ice your voice. That's right. Because you've been talking so much Coach O lately. That, that's a good point. Well, So let's talk about, can we can we start with that game? The, um, listen, it was LSU. A, I'm sure you stayed up for that, didn't you? I don't think I did. Wait. No, that was like late, late That was night. after my game? Yeah. Yes, that was like ending at about midnight. Okay, no. So at about 9.30, when Clemson and Georgia punted for like the 25th time, right? you were like, I'm about done. This was, it was like nine minutes left in the game. In the Clemson-Georgia game. In the Clemson-Georgia So that would have put LSU. I went upstairs and I watched the rest of it just in my bed. And I think the last 40 seconds I was, I woke up and it was like a, commercial okay for like jewelry well so i missed that (laughs) well anyway okay so well anyway so ucla host lsu and you know a lot of people had seen this game as a potential problem for lsu because Mm -hmm. you know you're going out west obviously um so you've got like the time difference traveling and whatnot lsu's had a very difficult week because the team itself was was exiled so to speak from its own campus Mm -hmm. because of the hurricane so really conditions were good and ucla played in week zero against Mm -hmm. hawaii and they won by you know big numbers Mm -hmm. so ucla's coach is chip kelly Mm -hmm. who was at oregon about 10 years ago when oregon was one of the five best programs in the country then he went to the nfl and then didn't do great as a lot of college to pro coaches do comes back and is he's in his fourth year at UCLA and hasn't done a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And you could say he's on the hot seat, so to speak. Um, Of course in LA, you know, that makes sense. Uh, But so far UCLA has shown up to party because this this season. Yes. Because that was a last night was very close. It was fairly close game right up until midway third quarter. And then UCLA just took off. Right. And, um, they Is seized it, the opportunities, as as they say. They did, and uh, it was a it was a tough loss for LSU, especially in a day where, you know, some of LSU's top rivals look really good. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole question of is LSU going to get back to somewhere like 2019 form? Mm-hmm. Didn't look like it last night. No, and you know, um, I think I predicted all of this. 
So if we want to, oh, that's right. You have back. predicted that I Coach said, O would be on the hot seat. And I said they were going to lose this game because they had so much going on with the hurricane and going all the way out to California and that UCLA looked hot from Hawaii, hot in a good way. Oh, yeah. Um, that I think I predicted this. And, you know, I, can I just describe this feeling? It's kind of a, a newer predictor of football usually i'm just a viewer yes so there was one time i went with you to play golf when we were dating i don't do this anymore um and i these little favors are not are not featured anymore and i went to and i never played golf before and i was like this is stupid i'm terrible like i have no hand-eye coordination like this is dumb but then i hit one good shot and you were like wow that's really good. Well, first you told me I tee off like uh, about as good as a 90-year-old man. So and Listen, I've seen some 90-year-old <laughs> men play. I mean, they, they have some decent form, so it's not but, necessarily a diss. Right, right, right. But I there was one shot that I hit that was good, and man, that feeling that I was like, I want to try this again. I want to go again. It's like, you know, it, I can see why people play this all the time because you get one good shot, and you're like, I think I can do this. That's how I'm feeling right now about, about my your prediction. Picks. Okay. <laughs> With LSU. There you go. I'm feeling a little haughty. So your UCLA pick, which to be fair, a lot of other people selected, Don't including myself. Me. Including myself. Any other great picks that you had uh, from Yeah, from I also picked Georgia to win. Look at that. Two in a row. I know. I think I had all my picks. Oh, except for Vandy. Yeah, we'll get to them. Yeah. We'll get to them. Anyways, but, yeah, so LSU is is not starting off. Um, their fans are not happy. Not no, starting off happy. No. And uh, it's like last year they lose our opener to Mississippi State at home. Uh, so this is, uh, this is, this is a, I think, a tough stretch. I think their next two weeks um, are very manageable games or weaker competition. Mm-hmm. I wish I had my schedule. I know. I, mean, I don't I know where we put it. I'm not prepared for what we were doing. That page that I had my, my results I know. on. I think it Piper might be, like stomped on it and then Kit was chewing on it. I think it might be a pile of paper all the way over there. Okay, so but anyway, LSU, I know that they will have, uh, I think around the end of, uh, end of September, I think Florida will come in to Baton Rouge. But in any case, uh, they'll have a little bit of time, I think, to write this ship. But th- there was another uh, play from the game last night where uh-huh. Max Johnson, their quarterback, was being sacked. And as he was falling to the turf, just throws the ball oh. like behind him to up the field as uh-huh. he was throwing it behind his back. Uh-huh. And it was the most bizarre, like ballsy thing I've ever seen a Did quarterback it do. Yes, because it was incomplete. And he oh, didn't get sacked. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so like But th- like they could have like come and Heck yeah, yeah. so they could have intercepted pick six very easy. So it was I think at that point if you're LSU you're like this is not gonna end well for us. Yeah. You know, if our quarterback is doing these things. Another fun fact I found from that game is that one of the sections in the Rose Bowl of LSU fans drank the bar dry before the game even started (laughs) and then amazing and supposedly like they lsu has this reputation i guess they went to vanderbilt like a couple years ago and like they did they had no alcohol left in the entire stadium (laughs) so which i think is just so lsu so i think (laughs) that's hilarious it is LSU, where there's no alcohol left, but there's also great sadness. There's those poor I, fans I who had no alcohol after the first half, first like half, 
and then they have to suffer through the second half. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, so look out for UCLA uh, in the in the Pac-12. Pac-12 had a terrible, terrible week. Uh, Washington, who was ranked, lost to Montana, who's not even uh, you know FBS or mm-hmm. FCS, the lower division. Uh, they had some other uh, disappointing losses. Oregon barely won. Uh, yeah, it was just tough for the Pac-12. But UCLA did well. And it wasn't our plan to talk about LSU-UCLA to start because there was another game happening. And as a Georgia fan, you were very worried about Clemson. I mean, how can you not? It's Clemson, right? So I have like this memory from when I was, it was like my sister's like 13th birthday or something like that. And we went as a family to the Hard Rock Cafe in Atlanta for her birthday. And it was Clemson versus somebody that my mom and my sister will remember. I want to say LSU. Okay. It was like two extremely obnoxious fan bases. Sure. They were all there, and it, like, ruined my sister's 13th birthday because they were, like, all, like, these drunk Clemson fans. Well, wouldn't they be drunk LSU fans because they drank all of the beer out of the Hard Rock Cafe. I don't think it It was was LSU. Gosh, I wish I remember who it was, but it was somebody. Go ahead. Say it. It was Auburn, right? No, I would have remembered if it was Auburn, too. I would have remembered if it was somewhere around the east, but. Of SEC, but anyways, that is kind of that's kind of ingrained in my soul as what I think Clemson is because of yeah. that experience, um, and so that's the vibe I take into this game. Is I'm like, great, I had Clemson. A, I had a friend from Clemson once, and she was very <laughs> a good. Start to the story. I had a friend from Clemson once. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. What do you want from me in this situation? <laughs> Uh, no, I'll give you no context for any of my discussion from now on. Anyway, she was very, very uh, sure to tell everybody that it was pronounced Clemson. There's no there's P. A, but that's the thing. She said it was Clemson, that there's actually a P sound. So in not it. like Clem, like phlegm. Right. Not Clemson. 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 What do you think? Can we roll with that? Gosh, I feel like I'm going to have to say that like 10 Clemson. times. Clemson. 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 Like, cause the if you do the hard M, it's a hard Z. The Clemson, right? And but Clemson, Clemson. I'm gonna have to look into that. You gonna roll with that? I yeah. Don't know. You wanna go ahead and pronounce their quarterbacks last name? I'm still not there. <laughs> I'm there's, still not there. I have. A, there's an extra vowel in there. I can't get. But uh, well, DJ had a tough night. Yeah, and, he did. Uh, it was uh, it was a tough go, and Georgia's defense is stout. Gosh, that looks was good. Amazing to looks watch. Good. It was not amazing. It was awful. Like it reminded me of the game of the century. Yeah, Alabama I know. LSU nine six. And uh, the only touchdown uh, for Georgia, who won 10-3, to the only touchdown was a pick-six defensive mm-hmm. touchdown for Georgia late in the first half. Uh, each team had a field goal, mm-hmm. and that's that's how it so went, 10-3. Ten to, ten to I want to ask you a question. So because uh, defense kind of ruled this game, do I need to be worried about my Georgia offense because we couldn't score? Uh, I think against what I would say against all but about four or five teams in the country, no. Right, but how many of those four or five teams are we probably going to play? Uh, none in the season. Okay. No, but you know there's one that you will, will probably eventually play. Bama. Uh, we'll get to them Bama. here in a minute. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, so defense definitely won the game. No offensive touchdowns. Seven sacks. Yeah, seven sacks. I mean, it really got to the point DJ, where. DJ, uh, yeah, had, had a tough night. I, you know, honestly, it made me appreciate 
Trevor Lawrence a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Golden Hair, who was there in the he suite, who was. was watching, lording over the place. Uh, but it really did make me appreciate his talent more because he made it look so easy. Mm-hmm. All the time, he made it look so easy. And uh, it was it was a tough night for Clemson to get anything going. No running game. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they and had very two rushing passing, yards allowed. Two rushing yards the it's whole amazing. night. It's incredible. So, you know, and I think Georgia's defense, like, I just do not see anyone on their schedule scoring more than twenty points. Uh, I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happen. Of course, they play UAB next week. Maybe UAB will score twenty eight. So sure. you never know. But uh, I think Georgia, and, and I made this point uh, to to someone, um, is that I think Georgia is Alabama from 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, I, think I think this Georgia someone is like, you made this is to Twitter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> My best friend. No, I think Georgia is where Alabama was like 10 years ago, where yeah. they just, and we mentioned the game of the century, 9-6 mm. in 2011 against LSU. Uh, it was the game they lost. Alabama did, but they were just like a. It was just a boa constrictor. Like there was no on defense. There was just nowhere to breathe, mm-hmm. and uh, you just had no hope. Mm-hmm. And offensively, they wouldn't like blow you away. They just do just enough to win, which mm-hmm. Georgia's offense didn't do anything to win, right? Because they. You know, the only touchdown was the pick six. This this picture you're painting, this narrative, is, n- is not my favorite. A, you used a snake reference, which I'm not a yeah, huge well, true. fan of. But, it's you know, good start. but, you know, I think in the eyes of Georgia fans, um, we want that national championship. And if it's an ugly way to get there, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to care how you win as right. long as you win. Right. I think that's definitely where we're at. And uh, the problem for Georgia, though, as we transition to what Alabama did to the smoldering carcass that was the Miami, Miami hurricanes. The problem for 2000 or 21 Georgia is that 2021 Alabama exists. Right. And I think there was some, some hope or some, some maybe interest that Alabama losing all of their top offensive talent would take a step back on offense. Uh, that was not the case, as uh, evidenced by a 44-13 victory over Miami in uh, Mercedes-Benz. What is it a super? No, Superdome is in New Orleans. Merce- Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Stadium. Is it just stadium? Yeah, it's just stadium. A stadium mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, 44-13, real easy. Yeah, and very I mean, Alabama. Yeah, I mean they just they dominated. Uh, Bryce Young set records. You know, he yeah. set a record for the number of touchdowns for a first career start. He had yeah. four, which is nice that he had touchdowns when we did not. But I'm not complaining because <laughs> we won, so I'm good. Yeah, um, I mean to be fair, Miami is not. Miami is ranked 14th. I mean, yeah. I think that's a. I think that's a name thing. Yeah, that, that's what happens to Texas every year, the preseason. Um, UNC. It well, maybe. But it's more like those traditional programs always get the benefit of the doubt in preseason mm-hmm. rankings. And I don't think Miami's the 14th best team. I mean, they might end up being good, but I think there's such a big gap between the top six or seven teams in the country and below that, you know, Alabama's not going to probably put up 44 on Clemson. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will. But uh, I-, I think it was just an indication of just the gap between the top uh, elite of college football mm-hmm. and the uh, the middling uh minions that's not the right word but i'm going with it 
that Miami represents, or you mentioned North Carolina or Texas, or yeah. you know these teams that honestly, you look at the rankings, you could get anybody ranked from tenth to fortieth, and they could beat each other over, you know, on any night. And right. I don't think that's the case in the top six or seven. Yeah. And one thing that did come out of that game was there were some key injuries. I don't know if you saw some of this. So, like, Christopher Allen, who's a redshirt senior, I think he's a linebacker. Yeah, he's one of their defensive stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he got hurt, and they said that probably he's going to be out for the rest of the season, yeah, but they don't it. know. And then the Toa Toa. Yeah, so what's his prognosis? Uh, I don't know what his – I think they said it's pretty minor. It's I think his was his arm, uh-huh. um, and they think he's going to be okay. I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. But, uh, Nick hasn't called me. Oh, Nick's not let you no, know? No, he hasn't let me know well, yet. Maybe let but... Terry know. Maybe she can fill you in. Yeah, that's actually who I get for. Yeah, I didn't even talk to know. Terry. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bama is – Bama's Bama. If you look at their schedule, they play Mercer next week. So right. <laughs> it's going to be more like so. Mercy. Get it? Okay. Mercy, Mercy. Sure. Uh, but then uh, the Swamp the week after that, and, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be a bigger test than Miami, but we'll see Yeah, for sure. So, so those, what, what are some other interesting games? Well, those are the first – they're really the big three. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, you look at the uh, SEC on the national – profile um and the national stage and that's basically the the three games that got the most attention from the opening weekend but every other sec team won except for poor vanderbilt gosh it was bad uh, losing to division two or fcs east tennessee state the buccaneers yeah. Uh, and losing 23 to 3 in Nashville. Did we talk about how it was the Buccaneers? I don't think we did. How it was the Buccaneers versus the Commodores in a landlocked state? I don't understand. Oh, my goodness. Why? Why Tennessee? The Cumberland you- River has never gotten so much attention. <laughs> They're not pirate ships or ships. And then, of course, you know, with Tennessee, University of Tennessee, how they have the Vol Navy. It's one of their, their traditions on the river in Knoxville. Oh, yeah. They have all those boats that are out there. Yes. Well, that is cool. Yeah. But. Commodores. I mean, Buccaneers. You need a sea. You need a wide open ocean. We, we for need that. we we need more water access. Anyways, the well, they both sunk. Well, the I guess the Buccaneers won. Like yeah. the hey, it paid pirates. To, yeah, the, it paid to be a law uh, ignoring sea. Lawless. Yes. Is that the words you really keep. I don't, I don't know. Really, it's uh, the pirates have stolen all my words. Um, anyway, so yeah, so Vanderbilt lost. Bad. Like looking at those highlights, it was just not pretty. Yeah. So the the toughest highlight, and we're gonna link in the show notes. This is something I want to do. Uh, is okay. is give everybody in the show notes kind of the the links to the clips of the the ten minute ESPN. Okay. Recaps. Um, I'll let you do that. Yeah, work. we'll do. We'll we'll figure that out. Uh, but you can check it out. Vandy had a poor moment. The quarterback Ken Seals kind of tripped and uh, letting the ball go and late in the second half. Slipped and the ball came up behind him. Was picked up by a buccaneer mm. who stole it and ran it back uh, to collect his treasure of six points in the end zone. You like the little metaphor I'm, sure. I'm building here? Sure. Uh, it's a tough moment for Vanderbilt, yeah. and it just shows Clark Lee's got a lot of work to do, and it also shows how far behind Vanderbilt is versus the other like new coach situations. Mm-hmm. Because if we kind of run through those real quick, Tennessee won on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. They won, I think, thirty-eight to to six. Mm-hmm. Over Bowling Green, a game that was eight point uh, eight point difference at halftime, but Tennessee won the second half. South Carolina, were you tracking what is happening in Columbia about their quarterback situation? No. Uh-uh. So their regular starter Luke Doty is hurt. Right. So I did hear that. so they have elevated 
uh, Zeb Noland to be their starting quarterback. You ask, well, who is this Zeb? Oh, figure? yeah, is he a graduate? He was. He a- came in and got hired as a graduate assistant. Oh, wow. Like a couple months ago, he's played at North Dakota State, uh, which is a really good program, yeah. Division II. Uh, but he comes in and, as graduate assistant, gets promoted to backup quarterback, basically, because they really had no other quarterback depth. And he's named the starter when Doty's hurt and comes in and throws four touchdowns to lead the Gamecocks to a big opening week victory. I know. I think that they're – that's funny. I did not know that. I knew that that um, Doty was hurt. But um, I didn't – how can you not have depth as the quarterback position at a D1 SEC school? Yeah, I mean, it's how do you get a wide receiver playing quarterback for half the year? I yeah, mean, these, yeah, but that was – you went through three quarterbacks before Kentucky did that. Well, it's a good point. This is the starting quarterback. I know, this is number two. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, you're it not worked out for them, me. but it was what? Who did they play? They played Eastern Illinois. They, they played Eastern Illinois, so, you yeah. know – We'll see. I don't know how but how long our program. So that's good. South Carolina. We'll I get like into. Shane. Yeah, we'll get into the next week uh, predictions later this week. But a, a, a who are the other game. new coaches? So we also had uh, Auburn. Auburn. That's right. Put Ooh. up a big number. I did not like this. Oh, by the way, why not? Because I mean they they put up big numbers okay. and Bo Nix. Here comes Bo. Here comes Bo. Tank Bigsby also is uh, the running back. He's he's forecast by many to be the best running back in the sec mm-hmm. and a uh good running back name man. tank it is a good Gosh. one uh no that was a bit of a, like i didn't think auburn would lose but i think the vibe around auburn the preseason is like they're going to be you know not great at least right. that's the vibe that i've been presenting but we must we must remember that jesus is an auburn fan and uh, Jesus is a bit stronger than any vibe I can create. I can tell you that. So, so yeah, it seems like the hype is up after this. They won sixty to nothing against Akron. Oh, um, I think I think give Akron ten points. I think they scored ten. Oh, I meant to say that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Six to ten. Give the zips a little bit. I'm of sorry. Zip. I hope you dropped my notes. Oh, sorry. Um, so, but remember what we said last time is that Auburn has a pretty easy beginning schedule. They do well next week, uh, but then... They the have Penn State, Penn State which will a, be interesting. Penn State got a big win against uh, Wisconsin in Madison. Okay. So okay. that game even will have higher profile. So, yeah, that will be an interesting game because, really, that's the only one they play before they play Georgia. Yeah. In the beginning of October, which... So I think people are like, hmm, will this game be interesting now if Auburn is... You know, undefeated maybe if, by that time. Yeah, if Auburn goes into Penn State and wins, that is a massive win. Brian Harson makes us all look like idiots uh, for for calling out his vibe at SEC Media Days because he's bringing that Boise energy to it Auburn. Is. I still don't. You keep saying Boise energy. I don't know what. Boise I mean, what energy is a Boise energy? To I don't you? know. Like, what That's does what that I'm look asking. like? I don't know. It looks like a good baked potato, right? Okay. With a nice mountain vista behind you and some blue turf. I, I think. mean, is this like a McAllister's baked potato? Because like those things are really like huge and awesome and cheesy. Or is this like a like a impoverished Irish potato like what are you saying about like the, the, the Martian good folk, the good folk in Idaho <laughs> no I'm just judging the potato like what when you say it's a 
a baked potato vibe? Is this like a McAllister's baked potato? Or is this like in the Martian where he's growing his own potatoes and like putting ketchup on it? I mean, I don't think they're a developing country in Idaho. I, th- I think that they have some solid McAllister efforts out there. And Brian Harson just brought him to Auburn and they won by 50 points against Akron. I guess so. We'll see. We'll no see what kind of potato coming. he's going to bring. Uh, so how about our second year coaches? Just checking in with them. Uh, and they're, they're Yeah, these starting. were actually a little tougher. Well, it was a close call. Arkansas was losing to a starch, not potatoes, but rice. I mean, you you really don't see that coming. And then the, the starch comes and gets you. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, they trailed 70 to 7 they, early. They in overcame third. their constipation and they, they, they made it run for victory. So, uh, no, Arkansas got that win. I, I think that you don't listen. I, I saw a good tweet on Saturday. I saw a lot of good tweets, some of them from me. But I saw one that said, Twitter on College Football Saturdays has one main character and you do not want to be it. That's okay. basically like a team that does something just absolutely awful. Oh, yeah. And that's like what – so Arkansas was like zoning in on that for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but they re- recovered. So Sam Pittman's happy. They had a few uh, – uh, He actually said he was not happy. Well, I mean, but, you know, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, they had a few targeting calls that uh, – that against their linebackers one in the second half i think his the linebacker's name is is bumper pool bumper pool that's his name does he work at like a bowling alley i feel like those are like why would you say that why would you just profile his name that way the poor guy because i feel like it's like those are like arcade like i feel like there's like an arcade and there's like a pool table why and won't you take his name seriously every like name needs to be respected bumper pool Gosh, yeah. well, what would you name your kid if your last name was Pool? I don't know, swimming. I don't know. What. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, he's out for the first half of the next of next week's game for Arkansas, which of course is against Hook'em Horns. So, oh, right, yeah, right, 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 right. So they had Texas the next. So that'll be a little tough. That'll be interesting. Uh, Mike Leach had himself an adventure. He did. Uh, in his season opener. Uh, yeah, he, they had broke a record, too. Yeah, so Mississippi State plays Louisiana Tech, which is a good program. You yes. know who their coach is? Who? Famous son, or son of a famous coach from yesteryear. Huh. Lou Holtz's son, Skip Holtz. Oh, yeah. He's the coach of Louisiana Tech, who came in with business oh, uh, okay. in Starkville, and they were up 34-14 in the fourth quarter uh, against State, and Mississippi State, uh, thanks to Will Rogers and crew, come back, get the victory, 35-34. Exciting way to start the season, and I think it's a uh, it's a dodged bullet. Yes. Uh, for sure, for the Pirates. Yes, so who, the biggest uh, comeback in their school history. Yeah, uh, who, you know, if he had lost that and some others like that, would have maybe been coaching the Buccaneers mm. of East Tennessee State. Well, that's, he would have been at home because he'd be a Pirate. And that's why I brought that up. How about that? But, you that? know, I kind of like, you know, Will Rogers as their quarterback, right? It's, I yes. feel like that's like a good Pirate name, like Jolly Rogers, like Will Rogers. I just put that together. Proud of that one, aren't you? But I think uh, people at Mississippi State are not, like, super happy with this win. So Oh, no, no, no. I yeah. mean, you, it's one of those be like you got super lucky. Again, they – We'll play NC State next week. We'll we'll do a lot. Of, obviously, our previews later. I'm saying that many times. Come back for more. But uh, yeah, it's going to be. They're going to have to improve a lot, specifically think, defensively, because they gave up some big plays. Um, they gave up a lot of big plays, and it, it really tested uh, their defense. Yeah, and I think you know, in my mind, uh, LSU and Mississippi State are kind of sitting in the same spot right now. Not actually, but. 
in their fan bases like okay are y'all gonna give us last year or are we actually going to like yeah. rise above this and yeah. i feel like they're both kind of sitting there right now that's a good point shout out also to missouri who played a pretty decent central michigan team uh and uh one going away um i think by 10 it wasn't by a lot but uh you know again some sometimes those Mac teams can sneak somebody, up yeah, on who's you. The, who's the coach at Central Michigan? Uh, Jim McElwain, who uh, unfortunately had a appendicitis last week and, and couldn't coach, uh, but uh, his team played very well and led for a good part of the first half. But Missouri saw it out. Uh, so we've mentioned every team. Uh, well, Florida also and uh, just a and Florida and A and M real quick. Both of both of those teams beat inferior opponents. One thing to keep an eye on is Florida's backup quarterback. His name's Anthony Richardson. Okay. And he got in uh, and played a lot in the second half and had a lot of people saying, this guy looks like a young Dak Prescott. Oh, Lord. And that's <laughs> – here comes the ob- objectivity Sorry. of the podcast. Um, that's so cool Dan Mullen with a Dak Prescott figure. That will be trouble for everybody. So yeah. keep an eye on that for Florida. A&M got off to a little slow start. They ended up winning 41-10 over Kent State. Now, let's talk about Kentucky. Oh, I forgot we hadn't talked about oh. them. So y'all can just go ahead and shut the podcast oh. off now if y'all are done. If listen, y'all don't want to hear Ben listen. talk about the banana man. Listen, we are all about the bananas. Didn't, they totally the killed the that though, didn't they? On the well, TV. Well, listen, we we gotta we gotta we gotta get into that. I think and give it its due. Have you ever time. eaten the peel of a banana? I've never eaten a banana because you because you Ben eats a lot of bananas. At least two a day. And I don't eat any bananas, and so that it was just it showed up on the TV a lot, and it made me nauseous. But anyways, other than bananas, how did Kentucky do? Kentucky can throw the ball now, and everyone is terrified. I heard Nick Saban. Peed his pants a little bit. Yeah, when Terry he saw texted him. me that too. That's right. No, so it you know it'll be interesting to see going forward uh, how that offense uh, when facing a a tougher defense because yesterday was not it uh, to see how balanced they could be. Uh, currently, Piper is trying to sneak up and say some things uh, for the our last moments oh, here. Yeah, she's episode. wanting attention. She is. Piper, any thoughts about Kentucky's new dynamic offense? She says no comment. Yeah. She was asleep for that one. Yeah, she. Uh, and once I said that, she like ran away. So, oh, she's back there. Yes. What, what's on your hand? She's like trying to chew your fingers. She just always does. She wants me to pet her. That's oh, what she okay. wants. Such a sweet dog. Anyway, so Kentucky. Yep. So everyone's looking pretty good except for a couple and then Vandy. <laughs> a couple meh. That's my uh, analysis. Well, I think that. Uh, and Georgia is. Everyone is just. I think we're all excited that good. yeah I think we're all excited that football's back. Uh, we want to send our well wishes to Lane Kiffin. Of course, Ole Miss plays tomorrow night uh, or Monday night. You might be listening to this on Monday uh, against Louisville uh, down in Atlanta. Correct? I really? In, is it in Atlanta? Oh, I, I don't think know. It's here. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's here. Uh, so in any case, uh, Lane Kiffin uh, is not going to be coaching tomorrow night. He uh, tested positive. For COVID, and then made a really good point actually, as he called in the college game day, and said, "Listen, if I were not vaccinated, then everybody who was around me, uh, who wouldn't have been vaccinated, uh, would have to sit out too, including quarterback Matt Corral, who's mm-hmm. a Heisman candidate. And uh, you know, he, Ole Miss, and Kiffin have done a lot to kind of promote the importance of vaccines, and they have a hundred percent vaccination rate on the team, and made a good point there, saying how even the contact tracing." Um, procedures are changed when you are vaccinated. So 
I, th- I give Kiffin credit for taking that mantle. Um, so we'll see how Ole Miss does. I think people are expecting Ole Miss to win big. Uh, we'll see. That's right. So we're, we got – what are we watching? The Notre Dame? Yeah, we're also checking out Notre Dame, Florida State, which uh, – Is it halftime? It is, and the Fighting Irish are up uh, by three, 17-14. So okay. it's a pretty good game so far. So we're going to watch that here the rest of the night. You're probably going to go to bed probably. in about 20 minutes. Mm. Uh, but we'll see what happens after that. Listen, I think we're all excited um, that football is back. I think we're all excited to see where this year takes us. I think we're all excited to see – uh, how Alabama destroys everyone again. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? I mean, that's why I cheer for and watch footballs just to see Alabama just suck all the drama out of everything. I just like, I just don't like ending when you end with those kind of notes. Like I am feeling happy and like excited as a Georgia fan. And you're like, Oh, well, Alabama's just tails all the time. It's not, this is not that way this year. Well, it could be worse. You could be a Vanderbilt fan. That's true. Or an LSU fan who may be stuck to wearing their sissy blue shirts this week in honor of UCLA's tail whooping that they got. So in any case, uh, exciting times, exciting week. We will be back in the middle of the week to give a preview of the games to come and maybe some other things, uh, looking at some of the the trends and stories happening around the SEC. That sounds like a good plan, right? Yeah, sounds good. I'll be be there. All right, let's do that. All right. And I think we'll come to you about a, a day earlier because we are going to Lexington That's next weekend. Right. So we uh, will get to experience the, the joy of that. Uh, so we'll be coming to you, uh, I think, a day early this week so we have time to travel. So any other great ideas? What's the one thing you will remember from this weekend of college football? Oh, all of those um, sacks. There's just like, I can't, I think I want to say it's like the third quarter because you go into halftime and it's like, okay, we're up just like by seven or yeah, by seven, I think at that time. Yeah. Like this still could go to pot for us and it has often. You're right. That's not the right saying. Is it? Well, let's Whatever. go with it. Okay. Let's um, but when we're going and the momentum and all and our defense was just so good and that feeling of just sitting there with all my kids are asleep it was just like a warm fuzzy feeling that yeah. i could just be happy in this moment very nice that's a great that's, that's a the great picture thing. i'm painted for that's y'all. fantastic uh my lasting moment from this week of college football uh is probably coach o with sissy blue shirts <laughs> uh but also uh the 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 stands i mean that they're yeah. crowd i mean the the you know, you mentioned that you watched the Virginia Tech intro mm-hmm. against North Carolina Friday night, how they were playing in her Sandman mm-hmm. and just a mass of people, right? Hopefully all vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's just very, very cool to see because it makes – this is what makes college football the best sport in, that represents America, I think, because it's like it doesn't objectively make sense at all. Like mm-hmm. it's not the structure of the sport and how it works, but it's the passion. Mm-hmm. It's the tradition. Uh, And that's why we're here, and that's why we're doing this. So it's very cool to see it back, and looking forward to the weeks to come. That's right. So I'm Ben. I'm Brady. And this is You, Me, and the SEC. (laughs) Bye.